When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. Ho, 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 ho. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We bring you live action from the NBL. Melbourne United taking on the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Join us for full coverage from 9pm on SENZ. Spoil Mum this Mother's Day. Find YSL Paration 90 mil, 119.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Monday, the 2nd of May. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman, Watt and myself with Joe cooking up a storm in the kitchen by himself again. Kez is away. We hope you're doing all good, Kez, but Joe, you're doing a great job. Have I gone too early? Well, you started well anyway with mixing up that wee DJ start to work, brother. Anyway, big show for you today. We're going to talk about some NRL upsets galore over the weekend, Uncle. The Bulldogs getting up over the Roosters. The Cowboys demolishing the Parramatta Eels. Did not see that coming after, well, the Eels smoked the Knights last week. And we're going to talk about the Knights. Watch that game yesterday. That was um, yeah, tough old, tough old watch. Anyway, and we'll talk a bit about the Warriors. They got up 21-20. Over the Canberra Raiders. And on that, we've got a Raiders and Warriors legend coming on the show just after 8 o'clock. Ruben Wiki, The one and only Ruben Wiki is coming on to talk about that game, that performance over the weekend. Sean Johnson winning, kicking the golden point 
an extra time, and uh, we'll also talk cover over cover the rest of the NRL weekend. Uh, we're going to talk some rugby, Super Rugby as well. Australia dominating. Louis wearing a hat. I probably should eat that because I spoke about Australia being horrible. Wow, eat your hat, Izzy. You've been proved wrong. They are, they are just wow, showcasing that they've made some gains over the last couple of years. We should not take them lightly and. They disappointed and they upset the Crusaders, particularly on Saturday night. The Waratahs beating the the Crusaders, making them look average. Wow. We're going to cover that throughout the morning. 7 o'clock, we're going to talk to one and only Joe Wheeler. Joe Wheeler's Highlanders even ate the Highlanders. They got up over Fiji and Drua. Drua started that game with, wow, explosive start, scoring a freakish try, and I thought, wow, this is going to be a difficult task for the Honors, but no, they fought back. So Joe Wheeler's going to come on and probably throw a few daggers into the Crusaders and pump up his Hollanders. So looking forward to that chat with the one and only Joey Wheeler. And the 740 we're going to have the phone lines are always open, but this is your time to voice any concerns or anything, something that you saw over the weekend. We want to hear from you at 740. Call 0800 150 Eight to eleven, and finish the show. I'm going to shoot off at eight o'clock because this is Arlo's first day at at school to, this morning. So I'm going to do the right thing and at eight o'clock go um, get him ready for his first day of school, and then hit him up, um, drive him to his um, his primary. And wow, well, he's going to start his schooling journey. So I'm pretty excited and uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. I can't believe he's five and he's going to school. Anyway. That's why I'll shoot off at 8, and then 8.40ish we're going to talk some NBL with uh, the former league GM and now SCN host of Hooped Heads on SCNZ, Justin Nelson. That is our show for the day. I'm going to cross over and say good morning. I better say good morning to Aroha as well. She's a big part of our show and big part of our team. Morning, Aroha. Hope you had a, a great weekend. Morning, team. There in Auckland, you got Tony Kemp and Louie. Morning, brothers. Morena, morena, morena. Atamaria, Izzy, how are you doing, man? Sounds like you had a, a weekend. You feel like an energizer bunny today, mate. You must be charged up, ready to go. Big morning for you. <laughs> yeah, big morning for me in the Dag household. It's it's crazy. I was just um, with Arlo yesterday and Daisy, um, you know, doing the motherly things, and she got all her, his uh, uniform all tagged, got his names all, you know, put on his uniform, and she's walking through the lounge. She had this big. Uh, pile of, of his uniform, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he's going to school, mate. He's starting his journey at, at uh, primary school, and I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit excited. Um, you know, your, your biggest fear is they don't they don't fit in, and, well, you know, you just think the worst when you're a father. You'd know that, Kimpy. It's, um, it's one of those situations, but, mate, it's, I'm excited. He's going to go on his little way, and I'm going to drop him off. I'll drop his daughter off. Ah, his daughter, his sister off at... Um, at daycare uh, on the way there, and she's starting a new daycare as well. So she's starting a new journey. Mate, you guys won't know, know what you, you guys won't know what to do with yourself. You and Daisy get some free time. What's going on, brother? What's, yeah. What have you got planned? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not much, not much. What have I got planned this morning? Oh, <laughs> bit of country clueless today. <laughs> I've got I've got to drench the cows. So oh yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've got to get them down into the yards, and uh, yeah, so I've got to try and drink the cows. <laughs> but that's what I'll be doing this morning, mate. Um, I'll, I'll send you some content, and we'll put that on the airways tomorrow. It'll be quite hilarious, really. That but, um, is, that's there's the... always something to do, Kempy. 
That's gold. That's the quintessential country clueless trying to de- drench your kind of six to ten cows or sheep or something. And you don't, how, how often do you do it? Twice a year or even a little bit? Uh, oh. Have you got prior yeah, experience? Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, um, look, uh, when they're young, you, I think you drench them every couple of months. Um, just when they're young and they, you know, they're quite vulnerable to disease and mm-hmm. and all that. So these ones I bought them at a year and a half. I think you don't have to stress too much about the drenching when they're a bit older because they can withstand, withstand uh, the disease. But, um, yeah, I'd say every you know, four four months you, you get my drink, so I've got to do that this week. And, uh, someone phone, in, someone phone and let, let us know how, how often he does it just or so he gets that part right. Yeah. There might be, it might. Just confirm it. Yeah, the, 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 the ship might have slightly left harbour. Well, cows are healthy. Uh, okay. They're healthy, don't worry. So far, oh, that'll be great. We should get a drone up there if anyone's around the place and wants to get some footage for us. Um, is just on... Is school uniform still like sickingly expensive? Is there still like a? I just remember when I was going to school, my yeah. mum just like being like so um, pained to buy me a new uniform. So if you ever mm. lost it or, or like if you were like me and hopeless, yeah, and if you ripped it <laughs> or you just play, you know, you're playing rugby and just ripping it and people scragging it and you're like, no, bro, you cannot scrag another one of my <laughs> shirts because they are because school uniforms so expensive. They are. They are. I remember, mm. I, I remember getting a school uniform, wearing it third form and fourth form. It was pretty tight in the fourth form. Cut it up, cut it up the legs, put the little V in the side of the legs as the legs were growing. <laughs> you know, you're drying it down in the Taranaki winter in front of the heater and it, and it, and it burns the shirt and it gets that crispy like cardboard. Yeah, you yeah, t- the, the touch it and makes it. a hole, so you got a hole in your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up in the end working out that the best place to get a new uniform was a lost property box, is he? Used to visit there every Friday. <laughs> Pick myself up a pair of shorts. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. When I was at high school, I lost so many blazers. And you know, I went to Linus Farm. We always used to wear the weird red blazer, and um, I lost so many. They're like a couple of hundred bucks. Oh. Hey, by the end of it, by the end of it, I had everyone in the boarding house. Um, I had their socks. I had their shorts. <laughs> I had everything, man. Yeah, you walk oh, to school, eh? Like, you walk to school, you go, yeah. man, I hope that dude doesn't recognise the shorts. <laughs> oh, man. The mothers used to come in and go straight to my little box. Oh, there's my son's shirt. There's my son's shorts. Oh, there's his Roman jandals. Big and, shout oh. out to all the mothers, too, yeah. this week. Big shout out, Mother's Day this yeah. Sunday. You obviously... Um, you know, got something planned for Daisy and the kids, as as we all do. Um, but we should okay, uh, yeah. we should be we should be thinking a, a bit about them this week too. Hey, what have what have you got planned for Daisy? You must, mate. What a week! You get your freedom back, it and it's mother's week. and it's mother's day on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a big week uh, for all our mothers out there, and we're celebrating it here on SCNZ for our cozy dad. We're giving away some fragrance for Mother's Day, so. All you sons and husbands out there, make sure you come on Quizzy Dag and try and win yourself a fragrance. You go down an absolute treat. Ah, Uncle, I've had a mare. I've had a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> Sunday, uh, Sunday, Hurricanes play Fiji and Drua in uh, Wellington. And um, so Sunday's Mother's Day. What is oh, the answer? No. That is a question. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got to shoot off and work, <laughs> and the worst thing about that as well is Tilly's birthday's on Monday, and we're having her party on Sunday, so I'm not even here. So uh, I'll have to make up for it during the week. You got a whole um, week. 
to drench the cows. For a whole week. Drench the cattle. Drench the cows. And what about the photos, <laughs> mate? How'd the photos go on Friday for the Builder of the Year? Like, you, you know, you sent us a couple of shots through at lunch on Friday. Oh. You're walking around. Yeah, pretty early knockoff, I thought, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was like an hour. <laughs> pretty, pretty early knockoff. I was... I was... Uh, Let's be honest, boys. Let's be honest. You wanna know what did I do? What did I do? Oh, I stacked the wood. We we you wouldn't believe this. Got off here and everyone decided they wanted to come at the same time. So I had the guy dropping off firewood coming, I had the guy dropping off the couch, I had the builders here, the painters here, and they all turned up at ten o'clock and I was like, Wow, where do I start? So I put the wood away and then I went and got a paintbrush and I started um staining the front entrance with uh, uh, me and a mate that come and stayed and then by I don't know, I think we were about 10 minutes in and I popped over and a couple of Ronas and then it was just game <laughs> over. So we just, we did about half an hour and the builder was like, oh, you guys aren't going to paint anymore. And I said, nah, sorry, bro. But the photos aren't till, um, <laughs> the photos aren't till Thursday, Thursday, boys. So big week ahead. Anything sorted. Can't wait Lots to just every there. morning check in. How much of that staining did you do yesterday, Daggy? I'll do it today. I'll do it today. <laughs> right, well that's on tape And what about your Crusaders? <laughs> Izzy, what about them? How are you feeling about yeah. the uh, oh, I, You know you know what really got me on the weekend Was all of these pundits yeah. have For the last three weeks Talking about how they're going to go to Australia And tell them up Yeah. What do you say <laughs> to those guys? That was me <laughs> I say, I wish I could rewind And, and just say What an idiot, you arrogant Crusader <laughs> um, look, yes, look, I'm, I'm watching that game. I'm watching that game, and they're just doing things that I've just, that's just so uncrusader like, you know, just fundamental skills, quite poor, like just catching past. The things that they've nailed and built their whole foundation on have just kind of wavered. Um, yeah, uh, it's an interesting time. I was talking to Louis uh, afterwards, and, and this is, yeah, time in, in Razor's career where he's probably. Feeling a bit of adversity, and you know, he's coming off. He's had three losses this year. There's no, I'm, I can't remember the last. I don't think there's ever been a time when Razor's felt so much, so many losses in, in a season, and and experienced that. Um, you know, discipline has been affecting them. Their line out, you know, that's where their pillars are, are built. Was was really poor. Um, no, I know they're missing a hell of a lot of players. It's Scotty Barrett's out. Um, you know, got the red card suspension. They had to bring in Hamish Dalziel. Zach Gallagher goes down the night before the game with a shoulder injury. So there's just been a lot of changes in there. But still, they've got some experience. You've got Sam Whitelock, um, you know, Cody Taylor. Yeah, look, and, and defensively, like, they, they never miss tackles that, like that. They were just slipping off them in that first 20. It was just real average D. Um I feel like they're kicking too much too. Like this, uh, I listened to Razy said we're gonna look at everything, and they are gonna look at everything because everything was was pretty average. Um, but one thing that I've noticed is every time around halfway, you know, like there's one occasion we got a turnover, they got a turnover, and, and that's where the Crusaders have made their name is those first three or four phases after turnover. That's where they punish team. They just play, they play quick, they play fast, but then they 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 had one guard it. And then after that, they got into the pocket and then they just kicked it down. And I was like, what are you kicking it away for? Like, that that's unstructured play. That's where we play. That's where the boys, you know, do most of their damage. So I feel like they've, they've been told that around halfway, they're not getting any any gains. They should just pop back in the pocket and kick it. Um, yeah. 
So I've obviously um, looked at everything, Uncle. <laughs> how do we, how do we uh, uh, mulling over it all weekend? Um, we'll touch on it after seven, though, Louis. There's lots, to, lots of debate and lots to talk about, eh, mate? Yeah, I feel seasick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a, you know, Louis, I, I you know, Louis, the I biggest f- Crusader feel, supporter I, ever. I feel woozy. I mean, that's <laughs> no, no, just hearing no, no. hearing you say that is just everything that we've suspected this year, and we've just been waiting for that got you moment, and they just got stung by the mm. Waratahs. And do you know what the funny thing is? Like, there's a guy out there who I used to play footy with called Charlie Gamble running around for the Waratahs. So How he's from, hey, so hey. he's from Rangura. <laughs> he's my age, and um, he was a yeah. freak. And always through age grade, he was just he was a product. Prodigy, prodigy. I think he had a, a couple, a couple of off-field things going on with Charlie when he left Christchurch, yep. but mm. <laughs> he's gone over the, to the Waratahs and he has just dominated the guys that he used to be in the academy with, his former teammates, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, Charlie Gamble's Waratahs are about to down the Crusaders, and I'm just thinking this is this is really tough, but we can't. If we do this all morning, I actually will vomit. So we'll, we have to <laughs> pace ourselves. We we'll have to because we're going to unload on it, and Joe Wheeler's going to come and hot. You know, you know that you seven. know that picture. You know that picture at your place of Richard McCaw and Dan Carter up above the telly. Do you mm. like face it down when the Crusaders <laughs> put in a put in a performance like that? Absolutely not. You don't. Turn, you don't just put it down. So you two, no. I can't look at you this week. No, 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 no. That's not their fault. It's not Izzy's fault. This is a different version of the Crusaders. <laughs> and um, are you going to update the photo? No mate, I actually got that painted. I got I got a, f- a friend of mine. She does digital paintings, and it's from their last game for the Crusaders. And there was that presentation. Daggy was there, and um, there's some great mm. photos of them kind of staring off into the distance. And yeah, Abby, she's a she's a very talented artist, and she got it painted. So no, I won't be doing that. None of that. Not fair weather, Kempi. But Izzy's highlighted almost everything perfectly. There's just so many issues, so many issues mm. going on. Um, at least to cheer us up, the Brumbies spanked Hurricanes, and that was just great. <laughs> yeah, it's not great for New Zealand rugby, mate. It is good for New Zealand rugby, Kimpy. So, so my question is, what is it? What after what we spoke about last week about the you know we had you know Kenny Laban on talking about the pods, is he and and everyone catching up to New Zealand rugby, and then all of everybody in the world saying that we're going to go over to Australia and just beat them up because they're not up to our standard. What does the last two weeks do for New Zealand rugby in general going into, you know, the Northern Hemisphere Tour and, and the next World Cup? What What is it? Do we actually, are we sitting like maybe fourth or fifth on the, on the, on the table at the moment in the world? Yeah, we're not, we're not near the top for sure. We're, we're, we're miles behind, I feel. Um, what does this do for New Zealand rugby? Well, it just kind of paints the picture that we're not as good as we thought we are. I feel is the is the bledders low it. in danger? Nah. And <laughs> 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 just like that, no, <laughs> no. I want to say no, but yeah. Look, I said no about three weeks ago. Look what's happened. <laughs> Many games that New Zealand teams have lost. One thing it showcases with the Crusaders, Kempi, I want to say, is uh, Richie Moanga is the Crusaders. Richie Moanga is the Crusaders, mate. Without him, they 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 weren't able to create. You saw him when they played the Rebels. He was creating everything, everything he touched. He was able to make breaks. That's where they got a lot of their games from. On the weekend, they had young Fergus Burke, and don't get me wrong, he's a he's a solid talent, but he ain't Richie Moanga. And it just showcases without Richie. They ain't able to do what they want to do. 
and he is a big loss. Yeah, bang on his ear. All right, look, there's so much we can get into around that Crusaders loss, but the whole Super Rugby weekend, Kempi, those questions about what this does to, to rugby on the bigger scale, we'll get into that after 7 o'clock, and I actually think it's a good thing because we need a wake-up call. 21 and a half past 6. After this, I want to play you a clip of Nathan Brown reacting to, well, uh, a Warriors win, and that's exactly what it was, a win. We'll call it that. 22 minutes past 6. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Yes, the House of Fragrances this Mother's Day. Quizzy Dad coming up will give you a chance to win yourself a nice little perfume. Uh, great savings every day. Back in a second. We are 27 minutes past 6 o'clock now. Good text here for you, Kempe. Morning, boys. Did any of you watch the Cowboys parts of that game? There's a new star on the horizon. I can't remember his name, but he wore 16, played the whole game. Awesome player. That's from Mark. Yeah, well, the Cowboys were something special, weren't they? Yeah, no, they played really well. I, um, Jesus, I was just... Sort of a little bit like as he said, I was sort of a, a bit of shock when I saw um, them put thirty five past the eels, especially after how well the eels going. Um, man, I I thought Cole felt you know that ball he pulled in after that um, that long pass that was thrown out there to him to score. I think it was scores hat trick. Just summed up that everything went right for the Cowboys that uh, that night. And Brad Arthur coming back out after the after the game, talking about how Parramatta, how everyone's coming after them. Um, I still I th- look. I still think Parra are a full side, uh, but after that game against the Cowboys, Cowboys went to third. Did you know that, Izzy? After that win, they went to third on the ladder, like out of the blue. They've come from nowhere, especially after the way they started the season, and they're currently sitting third. So. I think I think Brad Arthur's got more to worry about than the Cowboys telling them up with 35. You know what I mean? They've got some real good teams behind them, and and it's starting to get pretty congested below the below the top six. So, um, yeah, I don't look the 16. I can't. It didn't really didn't really strike me as a player that played really well. I just I just think the Cowboys in a whole mate have come out of them. They've come out of the out of the mist. They've been just sleeping giants, and then that's Todd Payton too. You know what I mean? Like he seems to have got them firing. Yeah, what what is it, Kempi? And and I'll, I'd love to talk about um a players a player from the Cowboys that, that played for the Warriors on the weekend. I think he was a shining light on that team with Dejan Arcee, and I want to get your thoughts on his performance as well. But what is it about the Cowboys? I did not pick them pumping the Eels like that. When you, you know, I'm I'm predicting the Knights. They got held to two points two weeks in a row. They got some big big answers to answer. Um, but for the for the Eels who are sitting fifth now to be held to two points. That's not good for them. But are the Cowboys, are they that good? Well, look, again, too early in the season, they, you know, if they can, can mm. if they can show some consistency, um, they obviously got the players, you know, putting 35 points on a Parramatta side that has been scoring at will um, throughout the season and keeping them to four points is a pretty good effort. Oh, mm. Look, it was a weekend of upsets, you know. The Bulldogs got the Sydney City Roosters. Um, I think, making I, the eight, Unc. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, after that big speech, you, where you went over there to Sydney and, and give them, it's finally sinking in. Um, Hold ya. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just, I just, when you look at you look at that game, you look at the Dragons getting the third win on a trot against the Tigers, who were after three in a row. Um, mm. But the Cowboys won, like that one. I think that got everybody. No one, no one saw it coming, especially like that. Mm. Not a tonking like that. Um, and yeah, the good thing about it is that when teams are winning that you don't expect, it sort of keeps the competition alive. And even though mm. the Warriors, no, look, I think there were two really bad games this year, both of them the Warriors were playing, and the one against the West Tigers and the one against Canberra. 
and they won both of them. Um, were pretty average games to watch, but when you look at the when you look at the the tally on the on the ladder, mate, they're two points out of the four. You know, I mean, they sit on eight mm. points. The, the the in the four is ten points. So, if what what I'm saying is that those games that we don't expect teams to win and they win, it just keeps that congested look in the four, and that's what that's what I like. Yeah, mm. nice. It's a really even competition, and, and Nathan Brown and Ricky Stewart both were kind of head scratching themselves. Well, they, well, yeah, they could have been scratching each other's heads after the game, to be honest, because they were both thinking, "Wow, well, did we deserve to win that, or how did we really lose that?" And that is that kind of evenness across the NRL pack in certain pockets of the table. Kempi, uh, actually, speaking of the NRL table, you want to stay tuned for Quizzy Dag because there might be a little question involved there. There you go. That's a clue. 29 away <laughs> from 7, uh, loveracing.nz. It was another good weekend racing this weekend. Uh, a couple of obvious ones, a couple of hard ones to swallow. We'll debrief that all after Aroha with the news here now. Thanks to Kubota, together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, we are 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Plenty was, going, plenty was going on over the weekend, uh, fellas. Lots and lots of sport, including some really good racing. Cinerama didn't run a bad race at all, Kimpy. No, she didn't, and she could have got some 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 air. I think uh, got locked in on the fence here with Maddie Cameron. She runs a second, and and who knows? You know, she she's got that turn of foot that may have. Um, oh, just this is a, this is a big wish um, challenge to elicit. But oh, how good was to elicit? You know, took all of took all of the the questions out of the race early. Went to the front three wide and sat on the pace. And just when she was let down, let down and, and took three lengths off everyone else. So, mate, really happy. I, I thought, um, you know, me and Ball were talking about it after the race about how well she ran and, and just were hoping that she could get out and get some air. But yeah, that's that's what happens when you're up against a Group One um, mare like like to elicit. I'm, I'm happy with it, Louis. Did you go down there? No, I didn't make it down there. I actually had a at an AGM with the Auckland Rugby League on Saturday, so I couldn't make it down. Um, a, a, a big day for the league, um, but watched all the racing uh, on my phone um, when I could in between breaks. Izzy, did you have a fill up? No, no. I um, I went on Tav Attack and were on my day and stopped hunting right then and there. So yeah, um, smart. <clears throat> Mate, and should have won. <laughs> and should have won. won. Oh, yeah, well, to, look. This had that's to the burn thing. up some gas at the start, eh? Oof, I was yeah. a bit nervous. I was like, oh, I mean, you have to work hard here. Apprentice, apprentice riders, you get the claim for a reason, don't you? And actually, to be fair, Alan Nichols is a good good young rider, and she is few talented, but she didn't get that one right, I don't think. I just want to touch on the um, on the 16. I, I think he's talking about um, Griffin... Like Griffin Neme. No, no, no. Number sixteen, the the, the texter <laughs> about the Cowboys. Like Griffin comes out of the West Coast, down in down in Greymouth. He's a he's a Kiwi boy. I don't know if you've mm. seen him, is he? Um, but he's a big redhead front rower, mate, that plays in the middle of the park. And another kid that came through that West Coast system and has gone over there. Mm. I saw him get his jersey presented last year. Todd presented his jersey late last year, uh, and this year he's been just, mate. He's the new. Um, Nelson uh, Solomona um, plays up in oh, the Cowboys. Wow. So um, another good good Kiwi boy uh, doing his rounds at the NRL, Louis. Love it, Kimpy. Nice, nice. I have to watch. 
have to watch it. Hey, Louis, sorry, just quickly. There was a message last week about Kerwin's Lane. Yeah. Kerwin's Lane raced, raced at Hawkesbury against the Tissue. And Kerwin's Lane won, and it paid seven dollars fifty. So that punter would have had a good old fill up on the weekend. But Tishu came third, mate, and paid five dollars fifty for a place. Yeah. So she had a good solid run, welcoming back into the to the racing front. She jumped out of the gates and uh, got one back. So Kerwin's Lane won that race, and Tishu came third. So a couple of pundits sort of got a little fill up. I didn't because I uh, spent all mine on Tavertech. So game <laughs> over. Did you? I'm just curious. <laughs> you obviously didn't back Tavertech each way. Nah. Oh, nah. unfortunately, we also had a... a I had a three-leg multi uh, to elicit. Oh. Yeah. But that's all right. We, that's we okay. unfortunately didn't um, get the chocolates on Friday night, actually, at, at Alexandra Park. So self-assured, Sunday's son was awesome, and self-assured went so hard at the start, they went at record pace, and he was he was really kind of um, gallant in defeat. He kept going and ran on for third, but he was backed into a dollar thirty. And um, so our, our pacing for purpose charity run, unfortunately not too good. And and unfortunately, Pip's uh, Greyhound ran second on Friday. So our punter um, just didn't quite snag that collect. Um, and actually, Shanghai Tang also <laughs> didn't run into place. And <laughs> so there's a few different issues going on with our punting over the weekend that, you know, revisionist history always look four forward. From, four from four, is he? Just quietly. <laughs> yeah. Did you? You're running hot, Kimpy. Nice, Uncle. Um, Tavertaker Place, wasn't it? Tavertaker Place. Yes. I do enjoy that. Um, Till Elicit was good, though, is he? So at least your curse is broken. (laughs) I got one up, boys. I got one up. This wasn't the one I wanted. No, I did want that one. I wanted to get one of our listeners paid. So, yeah. We'll be back, lads. We'll be back. Hunting's just going to take a little backwards back step at the moment. Beautiful. I mean, you've got more important things going on, like uh, uh, Tilly off to a new daycare. You've got Arlo off to primary school, and you need to wrestle the Christchurch Rugby Club dream off of Daisy and sign Arlo up to Canterbury Country kind of uh, code. That's so that, you're right. There's lots of priorities for you. Is it priorities around the world at the moment of sport? Well, John Rahm is in the lead at the Mexico Open right now in the PGA Tour, so he is looking really good. Cameron Champ biting at his heels. Uh, we've got NBA playoffs on at the moment, Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. The World Sevens is in Canada, so this morning uh, Porsche Women scored a 200th mm. try and they uh, thrashed yeah, right on, Canada. Yeah, awesome. So they thrashed Canada, so they're into the semifinals against France, I think it is, just before 9 o'clock this morning. So our uh, All Blacks, or Black Fern Sevens, uh, Wahine doing great things over there. Lots of sport to update you with. And... This is pretty cool. Oh, yes, Izzy, sorry. Oh, sorry. So I was going to say, Lydia Coe, she tees off at uh, 8.45 this morning. She's she's one behind Hannah Green. So we'll we'll keep you updated with that too. I oh, can't wait to see her tee off. How good an Anzac little tussle. Hannah Green, a fantastic golfer. Mm. Now, you know, we've kind of upped the level with Quizzy Dag. Um, we've really, really put the foot to the floor ahead of Mother's Day. And we've gone, you mm. know what? It's not all just about TAB bonus bets around here. It's also about Chemist Warehouse, the House of Fragrances. And yet this Mother's Day, well, you know, we've, what we've done is we've actually done it again, Izzy. So over the weekend, the marketing department here, Kempi, were working overdrive. And I've turned up today with this, this tasty little morsel on my desk. And this tasty little morsel is two times tickets to the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 
inclusive of flights and accommodation. This is we're talking supercars here. Thanks to Willamette oh. Travel. Stay with me. Stay with me. We're talking supercars. We're talking the Gold Coast. I've just done a little bit of digging myself. How's this? Get ready to party in the fast lane when the Retco Supercars Championships returns to the Gold Coast. It's a weekend of sun, fun, race cars, bumper lineup, world-class motorsport champions, including Shane Van Gisbergen, who yesterday won two races in Perth. Mm. So the Kiwis are at top of the, the top of the standings. And all you have to do, and this is later this year, you've got plenty of time. This isn't a today-only thing. All you have to do is win Quizzy Dag each day and you go in the draw and somebody is taking a pal or a mum to the Goldie for the 500. Oh, and this is... They, this need, is they need a host. They need a host. I'm available. <laughs> yeah, good, Diggy. I'm coming too. <laughs> Wow. Well done, Louis. Not, uh, mate, not me. Entice our callers. Well, you, you, I've just turned up today. Pr- announcing it. <laughs> I've just turned up today and on my desk in this golden little in- envelope replicating the, uh, representing the Gold Coast. So 0800 150 Do you want to be the first person in the draw for this epic Boost Mobile hey. Gold Coast 500 experience? Do we have phone of friends for this? Is it? Is it? Are we all? Are we helping them? Well, we wouldn't turn our back on our processes, would we? <laughs> okay. Um, flights, accommodation, all thanks to Willamette Travel. Oh eight hundred one five zero eighty eleven. Oh, you haven't seen the phone lines get this thirsty the phones, in a long time. Joey, quick. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you on the other side. First person to go on the draw for this epic prize. Give us a call right now. This is how you do it, Quizzy. That come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yeah, give us a call. Win a trip to the Gold Coast. Watch the supercars. How good is that? Here we go. We've got Richie. He's on the line right now and he's got a chance. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Here you go, mate. Five straight. I can feel it. Question number one. Who is sitting at the bottom of the NRL ladder? Bottom of the NRL ladder. Three, two, one. One. Gone blank. Uh, (laughs) It's Broncos. Bang. Oh, it's not the Broncos. Sorry, Rich. (laughs) Sorry, brother. Have a good day. Bit of luck tomorrow. Callum, morning. Morning. Morning, yeah, morning. Callum, who is sitting at the bottom? The Mighty Nighties. Yeah, the Mighty Nighties. The Mighty Nights. No castle. <laughs> the Mighty Nighties. Mighty 90s. All right, question number two. When was the last year two Aussie teams beat two Kiwi teams in a Super Rugby round? Five. Um, four. 2013. Three, two. Ooh. 
Ooh, it's not 2013. Sorry, Callum. Have a good day, mate. Brinton. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. When was the last year? Good, 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 bro. When was the last year two Aussie teams beat two Kiwi teams in a Super Rugby round? I don't uh, know. Can you phone a friend, brother, or not? Oh. Uh, Stu Wilson. Stu Wilson. That's a great clue. <laughs> That's uh, a great clue. Come on, mate. I'll go, I'll go 2012. <laughs> oh, second five, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brenton. Have a good day. Oh, That's like a cryptic clue. Hey, Nice. Tim, Tim from Christchurch. Big trip, mate. Can't give it away. How we going, lad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good to me. Good to me. When was last year? Two it's Aussie uh, teams beat two Kiwi teams. 2014. Stu Wilson. It is 2014. Great well clue. done. Great <laughs> <laughs> How many major championships has Phil Mickelson won? Five, four. I can't find a friend, three. can I? Of course you can. Favourite number? One. Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jockey my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. Who won the women's Six Nations over the weekend? Uh, Five. Yeah, that's easy. Love it. This Timmy, is Timmy, this Timmy. Is last one. Who is still the undisputed women's lightweight champion of the world after a historic fight at Madison Square Garden? Uh, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> name? Eddie Taylor. Yeah, nice to me, nice to me. How, mate, you see that fight? What a fight was that? Headlining in Madison Square like, Garden. Yeah. Wow. It was Matthew a brawl, mate. It was a shot. Oh, mate, I was these girls see their faces. I was all blowing up, bloody, and wow, it was outstanding. Hey, mate, you're, you're going to go into the draw to win that trip to the Gold Coast. Well done, Timmy. Awesome, boys. Take it, friend. That's the first one, Tim. So you're the first person <laughs> in the draw. Well done, Tim, on Quizzy Dag. Now, just to reconfirm, if you're just tuning in, this is pretty special. An epic Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 experience, including flights and accommodation. Thanks to Willamont Travel, and essentially, you get to go and watch Shane Van Gisbergen and, and the, the V8, uh, well, the supercar team, absolutely tear it up. And also, the Goldie it is one of the great events. I've never been, but I've had people that have been mm. over there, and it, they always, like the hospitality packages for these things are always hot demand. So, each morning, the winner of Quizzy Dag will put themselves in the draw, and you've got plenty of time. So, don't worry. If you're thinking that you've always wanted to play Quizzy Dag, but you're just not quite brave enough to pick up the phone, well, this has got to be the incentive, Daggy, because this is a yeah. big one. Mate, that is a free trip to Gold Coast. If you haven't been to Gold Coast, mate, you got to go experience it. It's like it's like you're in New Zealand because there's that many Kiwis over there, <laughs> that many Māoris walking down the street and saying, Cheer, my brother. It's a, it's a special place. you got to go along. I've never been to the V8 Supercars, Louis, so... I've seen some um, um, footage o- online, but I've never been. It looks like a, one of those events you've got to go to. So 
Get on there. And, Come on, call us every day. And don't say we don't don't we don't we're not givers. All right, we are definitely mm. givers because Chemist Warehouse is the real house of mm. fragrances this Mother's Day, and to celebrate because Chemist Warehouse is passionate about our mums. So the winner of Quizzy Dag also Tim today he doubled up, snagged himself a lovely Chemist Warehouse fragrance oh, that you can give to a mum. Timmy. But now the only reason is be, I, I, I just the thought occurred to me we did say previously, but we might have to look at that. We'll go back and review the tapes, and tomorrow we might split it up because that feels like a lot. But that's right, it's a Monday. And we're generous because it was a big weekend of sport yeah. and we're being generous. But we'll go review You're that. like the bunker, mate. You're like the bunker. You're so generous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Matt Lodge. That's right. Well, actually, Kempi, your take on that after this. It's six away from seven. Matt Lodge, he's still on the ground, I say. Spoil your mums all week, I reckon, leading up to Mother's Day. My mum's in America at the moment visiting my sister, so uh, that takes care of that. She's got those duties for this week. Good on you, Talia. Appreciate that. Kempi, Matt Lodge, they still reckon he's on the floor. Do you, what do you think about that penalty to get the... Uh, oh, the... it wasn't a penalty. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the first thing. Um, I, I think he was very lucky to still be on the field when he, he shoved his elbow into Haruwe uh, uh, Naira's face just before that so mate, the bunker's been a really contentious issue all year I'm, uh, good on them they they need the rubber the green every now and then the Warriors they definitely got it with a Matt, uh, Matt Lodge call that even the game up um, but yeah it's a real disappointment I like I reckon Izzy the bunker just ruins the game at the moment and I think in both <laughs> sports in both rugby league and rugby yeah. union yeah I, I, I think I spoke about it last year I just spoke about the bunker like you can tell it's an obvious try, but they always go into the bunker, and we always talk about speeding up the game. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, Matt. I think they do slow the game. They tend to ruin it. There is a time and a place for it, but not every single time. The referees need to make a decision. So anyway, love to hear your thoughts later on. And after eight, we're going to talk some NRL. But coming up, we're going to talk to Joey Wheeler. Super Rugby Australia, two wins over the weekend. So Joey Wheeler's coming up. After this, Craven and McCafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. Welcome in. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Baz is over in India. He's at the IPL. So you got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman what myself bringing you all the morning sport. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday morning so far. We're going to rip into some sport. This hour we're going to talk a lot of rugby union. Super Rugby, in fact. The Crusaders, they lost to the Waratahs, yet the Hurricanes getting demolished by the Brumbies yesterday. You had Hollanders proving, proving Louis and myself wrong over in Fiji, getting up over the Drua. But the Drua, they showcase that they are a force to be reckoned with in the next couple of years if they are able to work out some sort of things. The set piece is a big, bit of a struggle, but open play, man, you can see what they could do in sevens. Ball in hand, they are great to watch. And what about the crowd over there in Suva? Whew, awesome, awesome, electrifying. Anyway, that is the next hour, talking rugby. But after eight, we're going to talk to Ruben Wiki. Ruben Wiki, league legend, Canberra and Warriors legend. And I'm going to read this text out, Kimpy. Morning, Kimpy. Did you see Ash Taylor is going to retire? And what was your thoughts on RC Ash Taylor retiring? 114 games for the Gold Coast Titans. One game for the Warriors, one game for the Brisbane Broncos. Only 27, so pretty sad news for Ash Taylor. They've said he's going to stay on and uh, be a support. He was in the coach's box on the weekend, but sad for him. But Dejan Arce, Kempi, pretty impressive, I thought. 
Yeah, look, he, he stepped up. He uh, he took the line on a few times. He obviously, set up a try with a kick and 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 a second mm. with a, a nice pass to Euron Aiken, hitting a nice um, sort of inside inside shoulder with a good line. And mate, you got to be happy with mm. that. Your first your first game is a ten year ten year old, you know, flying the Warriors flag as a supporter um, down in Christchurch. Must have been a game. Yeah. Um, a few years back now, and getting to run out in a debut, man, what a what a story! As for Ash Taylor, uh, when I heard that, I I had sort of mixed feelings about it. Is he like it was like I mm. you buying your your first car, mate, and the chassis had been had been in a write off, and someone had put a second chassis on it. You know what I mean? Like surely they'd screened Ash Taylor when they signed him and knew about the hip injury before this, This, mm. this you know, he's played not even one game and, and retired. And I feel sorry for him. He's only 26, so he had plenty of football in front of him. But the other part, uh, other mm. part of that for me is that you spent a whole season with, you could have um, done that with a player like us and got, got some really good development into him. And, and they've, you know, sitting there at the moment with no halfbacks who channeled to, um, Tavita Harris on mm. the sidelines, Ash Taylor retiring, Cody Nicarima down with, you know, COVID and they've got had to go to Cowboys to get Ussie who's stepped up and arguably scored, put two tries on to help them win the game. So, um, yeah, that's that's all over. But, you know, time to get on and hopefully mm. this kid can continue to develop. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, now he's retired, are they able to bring any more players in uh, now that he's gone down? I'll, I'll ask you that later on in the show. Anyway, t- right now we're going to talk some super rugby. It's time to have a chat to Joe Wheeler. Message from yesterday said, mate, come on the show this is your time to pump up your Highlanders and really rip into the Crusaders after they went down against the Waratahs. Haven't caught up with me, mate, for a long time. But, hey, things have changed. Australia, they are competitive. Two Australian teams have beaten two New Zealand teams the first time since 2014 in the same round. And, well, they've closed the gap, or have they? Let's have a chat to Joey Weller. Morning, Joey. <laughs> Morning, Izzy. Great intro, bud. Yeah, what a, what a week! <laughs> Not so much for your um, your Crusader lads, mate. Gee whiz, tail between the legs for those lot. That lot, holy! What's what hey? happened, Joey? What's Talk going on? Well, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, I don't. What's you tell me, on? Joey. What's what's going on, mate? You can't tell be me. that reliant on what, you can't be that reliant on one bloke. Like Richie Mwanga, he's not he's not Jesus, <laughs> mate. I know he's good, but he ain't Jesus. And he can work wonders, but holy, that team's got to have a good look at itself, doesn't it, Izzy? Oh, like, you still mm. rolled out eight All Blacks, eight All Blacks in that yeah. Crusader side, and mm. you lose to a team that didn't win a single game in Super Rugby AU last year. Uh, mm. What's going on in that camp, mate? When when Richie Mwanga doesn't play, you, the Crusaders just go off the boil, but yet you've still got eight All Blacks in that side. Uh, there's something going wrong there, is he? There, there is, Joey. I spoke about it earlier. You probably would have been getting up with the little kids. I said uh, it just really showcased how important Richie is. You saw him last week when they played the Rebels. He pretty much created everything. He was causing havoc against them, and then this week he's not playing. They weren't able to create anything. Um, the line-out, though, Joey, I, I thought it like, Obviously, they're missing some personnel. Um, Zach Gallagher, he goes down the night before the game. They've lost Strange, they've lost Dunshay, they lost Barrett. They've still got Sammy Whitelock. But tell us about the line-out and what you've been able to see. Is it that much of a... Yeah. When you when you get young personnel coming in, is it that much of a difference? Is it a case of not nailing the roles or just not on the same page? What is it? 
yeah, I think it, it is un, uncharacteristically clunky at the moment for the, for the Crusaders. I think their set mm. piece, something that that side has been renowned for for a long, long time, and and used to be their go-to weapon, whether it was line-out or scrum. And I think teams mm. are having some success in, in disrupting them. Um, in terms of what's going on, I think there's a, um, a few issues. Obviously, timing, personnel makes a, um, an obviously a huge difference without having all those guys there that you, that you rattled off. But, that, yeah. I mean, you've still got some really experienced guys in that loose forward trail. I, I just think they might be trying to um, overcomplicate things a little bit. They probably need to simplify um, and and go back to some pretty some pretty basic stuff. But I, I just I haven't seen a Crusader side sort of being under that sort of pressure and and feel the pressure mm. uh, like they are at the moment and, and teams getting the reward that they that they are against them. So I mean I think that's still obviously a massive threat, but. Gee, the way that, that um, you're right, the set piece has been functioning for them. It's not the weapon it once was, is it? Hey, mm. Joey, it's Kempe, mate. Just on this the, a double-edged question here, Razor, okay? He's he's up against it. He's had so much success. What does he do? But the second part of that question is eight All Blacks in a Crusaders side being towed up by a team that didn't win a game last year in Australia. What does that say about the future of our All Blacks? Well, that, that that was sort of what I was alluding to with um, asking Izzy, like the the reliance on Richie Mwanga to to guide this team. You, you would think that if you've still got eight experienced All Blacks in that side, that they should have the experience to, to lift and to lead that team and to to help Fergus Burke and the rest of those guys to a win. You've still got eight All Blacks. Over half the side on the field are, are All Blacks, so that is a little bit concerning. Um, I think Razor's the the perfect guy to to, to be um, leading this team, actually, Kempe. And, and um, when your team's obviously not performing well, you need to find that balance and strike that balance between the tough edge and um, making sure that you have that real belief and, and enjoy um, your weeks leading into and, and, and go into games with real confidence. I look at Razor, I've never had um, the opportunity to be to be coached by him, but he'd be a guy that I'd love to love to be coached by because I think his confidence and um, and his enthusiasm just fills you as a player with real confidence to go out there mm. and, and do your role. I think what he'll be doing this week is um, is basically pumping the guys' tyres up. You know, look, uh, some ridiculous amount of what are they five on the trot or something like that in terms of um, Super Rugby Aotearoa and and Super Rugby champions. So. You know they're they're a bloody good side, and that and just because they've mm. been tipped up by by the Waratahs doesn't that doesn't mean that that just disappears overnight. Yeah, there's some worrying signs, and I'm sure that that coaching group, um, especially with that with uh, Ford's coach Jace Ryan, will be um, you know, honing, especially around their lineout, um, those those mistakes that they made last week. But yeah, I think Razor will be wanting them to go out and express themselves. And, I, and if I was the force, I'd be um, the backlash of the Crusaders. You always know, oh, like as a player, when we used to, when the Crusaders used to lose the week before, say the Highlanders were playing them, you'd, I'd, you'd sit at home going, ah, oh, jeez, here comes the backlash. Wait for the backlash. They're going to be fired <laughs> up. Um, because, you know, even the best Kempi, as you know, do have a, do have an off night and, um, you know, I think that's what they'll be putting that down to. But, 
yeah, there are some concerning signs around their game, especially around their set piece. For me, that's the that's the worrying thing. And I think also the uncharacteristic errors from this Crusaders side. They they're usually mm. so um, clinical in everything that they do, and we're seeing so many errors from them. So. Yeah, I think yeah, they've got a lot to address, but I, I, I'd imagine there's going to be a huge backlash against the force this weekend, mate. Yeah, love it. Love it, Joey. Uh, you spoke about the, the players. I think yeah, watching a couple of them, mate, they're just look, lacking, like, looking like they're lacking a bit of confidence. Particularly, like you spoke about the ABs boys, I just feel like they're just second-guessing uh, their kind of instinctual play and, and the way that they're going about it. And it, Yeah, it's pretty... Pretty underwhelming and conserving, but mate, on the other side of the ledger with Australia, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know give them all the positives that they deserve. They're playing some some nice brand of footy. Do you feel like the gap is closing, and do you feel like teams probably have showcased a little bit of lack of respect? I called it on the show about two weeks ago, and I said that they won't win a thing, but they proved me wrong. What do you feel? Um, yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. I didn't think they'd, they'd pick up a game just like last year. I thought. They'd be um, way off the, the eight ball uh, compared to the New Zealand side. But no, they're, they're, they're playing um, some brilliant footy. And I think that's that's really positive for, for Australian rugby that they are competitive. Um, we, we saw last year in the in the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman, they just didn't really fire a shot, did they? And it was just basically the New Zealand team mm. sort of going at it. But the way the Brumbies are playing, uh, obviously they've tipped up both the Highlanders and the and the Hurricanes now and sit um, sit behind the Blues on the on the table. They're they're the real deal. They they've sort of um, you know the, the Brumbies of old relied pretty heavily on their set piece, their mall to to get them penalties, to get them mm. in the right areas of the field. Now they they're actually playing a little bit more ball and they've got some uh, exciting backs and and uh, they're mixing up their game really nicely. And and obviously when they play at home in Canberra, that's as you know, Kempi. Um, like, like the Raiders, a really tough, hostile place, mainly because it's such a shit old Canberra uh, to go tour to. That, um, <laughs> teams, teams hate, hate knowing that. Cold, <laughs> cold, <laughs> boring. It's, like, um, it's, sort of like, uh, it's sort of like going to Invercargill, really, isn't it? That's why we used to, the Highlanders boys, send um, one of the best Aussie teams down to Invercargill for, to play them, because you know everyone, apart from you, hate going there, so... <laughs> um, look, that, that, they're the real deal, and I, I think that the growth in um, those other teams has been massive. Uh, the Fiji and Drua, gee, that was an awesome game to watch. That was the game of the round for me um, against the Hollanders. Just mm. it, it had everything, and, and that's I think that's what Super Rugby needs to needs to look like for the fans. Fan centric, right? They had what 16, 15 or sixteen thousand people when it Suva at their national stadium there. The, the Fiji and Dura are uh, razzling it up, trying to run it, exit from their own uh, try line. Um, the Highlanders mm. playing a great brand of footy as well. and it, It's so engaging. And I, I think we've gone away from that in the last few years. And that's why people are turning turning the game off is, is because we've, we're trying to play a sort of, a I guess, like a test match brand of, of footy in many ways, is where um, we're trying mm. to, you know, bash the shit out of each other rather than, actually trying to play an expansive brand, which is what Super Rugby used to be. So I, I absolutely loved that game in the weekend and, and loved seeing the Andrua um, throw it around like they did. And, and they, they are going to be they're going to be a tough tough um, team to, to come up against over in Suva. They were 
they were really impressive, and I thought their their set piece functioned really, uh, really well. Their line out not so much, but their scrum was was awesome, and oh, it was just such a great spectacle, wasn't it? Hey, Joey, this that was is fantastic, is, Joey. Is that the problem, Joey? Just the you know my thoughts on the the style of uh, New Zealand rugby is that the problem that you know not the pundits being arrogant about the style of football, not the 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 people like you know the, your All Black coaches and stuff being. The problem, but the players themselves just thinking that they're better than they are. What do you and what do you think Dave Rennie's thinking right now? Because do you think that he gets hold of the force this week and say, says to his players here that are looking to play for Australia, hey, you've seen how to how to beat them. Now go out there and try your best. You know what I mean? Because it, it what we what we're seeing, what I'm seeing is teams are showing up. Like even the defence of the Waratahs the other night, just getting up quick and putting them under pressure. The Hurricanes game, Geordie Barrett catching that ball under pressure, time being taken off him. Do you think the blueprint last year is starting to filter through to these Australian teams as well? Yeah, I think you've seen that. Yeah, you're right, Kimby. They're, they're defensively they're, um, putting the New Zealand teams under a hell of a lot of pressure and, and taking away their time and space. That's definitely the, the blueprint to take um, New Zealand teams out of, you know, New Zealand teams instinctively want to attack and, and generally have um, really, really good skill sets around that. And if you can limit their time and space, then obviously um, you're going to go half, half the way to, to beating them. So, yeah, I think we're seeing that from the Australian teams. They're doing a pretty good job of that. Um, uh, in terms of this weekend and, and, and the force, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll bring it for, for, for periods of that game, but. I just can't see them being good enough to, to take down this Crusaders side, mate. But, yeah, in terms of what, what the New Zealand sides are doing, I'd love to see them get back to that. I know that probably sometimes maybe like a Crusaders side default to to that pretty tight sort of style of footy where they, they rely pretty heavily on trying to get penalties and get themselves into the right areas of the field to then um, go to their mall and whatnot. But that... That isn't functioning for them at the moment, um, Kempe. So I'd love to see them throw caution to the wind. Um, try, which which is what in the past the Highlanders or the Hurricanes we've tried to get them to do that. Um, try to to kick to create unstructure because that's when the Crusaders sometimes can go off the boil a little bit. Is when they go to that unstructured game. They love the structure. They love the. Um, going from set piece to set piece, but if they can create some unstructure, I think get Will Jordan, Stevie Reese, George Bridge, Lester Fainanuku, get the hands on those guys, the the ball on those guys' hands more often, and just let them have a crack and and play ball um, rather than being too reliant and like they used to go to their set piece to set piece, penalty to penalty. I'd love to see them throw a little bit more caution to the wind and, and create a little bit more through their kicking game and, and creating unstructure that way, mate. Love it. Love it, Joey. Got a quick message on the text machine for you, mate. Morita, question yep. for Joe. Do you think the Canes need to drop guard and bash it? Oh. oh, I mean, he's probably referring to him kicking it out on the full from the line dropout. Look, I, I, don't, yep. I don't know, like, I think he, he's the experienced head in, the, in terms of the tens for that um, for that Hurricane side. They've got two young tens um, sort of sitting behind Connor Gard and Bishop. They've got uh, Aidan Morgan and Reuben Love, and I think what you've seen from those two um, when they've had their opportunities this year is that they probably, you know, what it's like as a young fella is they've maybe tried to a little bit too much, looking for that miracle play all the time, and 
yep. struggle to actually set the team up and, and to, to sort of not grind out wins, but, you know, um, sort of play the long game a little bit more. Um, I think they're mm. going to get more and more opportunities towards the in the next few weeks. So they're exciting um, prospects, those two young men. So I think they are going to get opportunities. But I think in terms of um, in the tight games when you need that experience, uh, Jackson, you know, he, he drives a pretty good uh, pretty good ship. So I think he'll still he'll mm. still be their number one team. Love it, love it, Joey Wheeler. You're an absolute champion, mate. On the money as always. Very very insightful. Thank you. Have a good day, and uh, I'll see you Mother's Day, Sunday. We're doing the draw game yeah. together, mate. Look forward to catching up, brother. Looking forward to it, Izzy. Good on you, mate. Cheers, Kempe. There he is, Joey Wheeler, covering all of Super Rugby. He's talking about the Crusaders, talking about the Highlanders, draw game, the supporters. Everything was covered in that little catch-up. If you've missed it, you've just joined us, make sure you head over to the SENZ app, and you'll get that conversation with Joey Wheeler. Outstanding. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 28 minutes past 7 o'clock. That was Joe Wheeler talking all things Super Rugby. 0800 150811. Do we owe the Australian Super Rugby contingent an apology? 0800 150811. Do we owe the Australian Super Rugby contingent an apology? Izzy? Um, yeah, no, look, I don't think you ever apologise for what you, 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 you say, and I think you've got to applaud them, you've got to applaud them for, for making the changes, and I think over the last couple of years we've seen with Australian sizes, they've, the, the one place they've struggled is set piece, and you saw on the weekend they actually fronted the Crusaders and made the, a team like the Crusaders, who, like Joey's alluded to, the foundations they've built on a set piece, they actually exposed the weakness at the set piece time. So that's where they've, uh, unless you're the Brumbies, that's always been their strength, but other sides have always struggled at set piece. They've always had the game to, to stay alive. But So you've got to applaud them for making those changes. Um, they've, defensively, they've made a lot of gains. They've put teams under pressure. Uh, the style of play, particularly with the Brumbies, like you got Noah Lulaseel, and I've got to take my hat off to that young kid who last year got pretty much shafted from the Wallabies, Quade Cooper came back, probably deflated his confidence. I feel like he's gone from strength to strength this year in a Brumbies outfit and um, their style of play, they've got quality all over the park. Um, Valentini, um, he had the, probably the performance of the of the weekend for the Brumbies. He played number eight. He's fantastic in everything he did. So, yeah, I, I think we we don't apologise. We just applaud and we just say, well done. And they've, they've really showcased that they mean business and you touched on it with Kempe the alluding to the All Blacks does this make for some worrying signs I feel like there's a lot of the All Blacks players not only for the Crusaders but in the other franchise that probably need to take a big long look in the mirror um, they're probably not performing the way that they should be and uh, yeah there's, there's a lot of pressure on, on some of them as well so yeah. yeah it's interesting times it is and you know what Izzy, I think what Dave Rennie will be doing is looking at the size and the makeup of the bodies in the Australian jersey this year to see if they can um, continue this physical, I guess, this theme that they've got at the moment around the world of beating the All Blacks at their at their own game, um, especially in this defence, uh, offensive defence and, and defence itself. And if you look at some of this, you know, I'm just watching some of the Waratah players at the moment, like, they're solid, mate. 
you know, the boys are solid. Mm-hmm. And, and I know for a fact that if you wanted a system and a structure to be carried out, you need the players to do that. But just looking at the players, he can find those players, mate. They are they are built to, to, to carry out that structure that he wants. The talent is now there, and you couldn't always say that in previous iterations of Super Rugby Kempi. I hear exactly what you're saying. Brad says, no way do you apologise. Are you kidding me? You don't even need to pump up their tyres anymore. Okay, Brad. Well, I actually think we do because we've, we've been crying out for Super Rugby to have a shot in the arm. The Super Round came... Well, organically, a week after them, they tried to do the contrived event in Melbourne. And, and that's all Super Rugby needed. Competitiveness, evenness across the board. 0800 this is the time for you. We've got the Choices for him poll coming up. It's Super Rugby themed, and we're going to talk Super Rugby for the rest of this hour. I want to hear from you. All your observations throughout the weekend of code. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> The NBL final series is starting to seriously heat up, isn't it? Actually, basketball across the board on SENZ, your home of hoops. Uh, Justin Nelson talking the NZ NBL with us about 20 to 9 this morning. And Milwaukee, well, you'd be crazy to think they haven't snagged game one of their Eastern Conference semifinals against the Boston Celtics. uh, 99-87, so they're 12 up with two minutes to play in that blockbuster series, Giannis Antetokounmpo, quite an eye-watering stat line. Boys, choices flooring. This is great. Super rugby, and uh, I'm not... I don't, here we go, here we go. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep it simple. I was gonna, I'm was i not going to throw out something it. real cryptic. It's just going to be nice and simple. Choices flooring, what's your lifestyle catalogue catalog sale out now? So I want you to have your choice. As always, head to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast stream in the SCNZ app, nice and simple. And it's it's a real easy one this week. We're not going to overcomplicate it. We're just going to ask you for your performance of the weekend because we do have to give them credit, even though some texters like Brad don't want to. Who was it? Was it the Waratahs? I will throw the Highlanders in there because we did question the Highlanders and we, we asked them to stand up and they did in the, the, you know, in the pit over there in Suva. The Western Force, I want to stick in there as well because just because they didn't beat the, um, the Blues, they served it to them and they played to the 86th minute to try and win that game. And mm. I think they showed huge ticker. I want to stick in the Brumbies, obviously, because I think they might actually be the best team in the competition. So, Waratahs, Highlanders, Force, Brumbies, what was your performance of the week in Kempe? I'll start with you for our Choices Flooring Poll. Oh, did you put the draw in there? I put the Highlanders in there because they beat the draw. No, mate, well, yeah. I'm going to say the Waratahs. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Look, Look, I just think... I think what happened on the weekend for New Zealand rugby after the... I just think the week that we had on the radio last week about talking about New Zealand rugby was cemented on the mm. weekend. Like, if you weren't listening to the show last week and then watched the, the rugby on the weekend, I think we hit the nail on the head about teams finally working out a lot of our our play and, and physicality around our players. I don't think the our current player stock can handle the physicality. Mm. Bang. On the money there, Kempi, I've gone the Waratahs too. I think they showcased the way you, you stopped Kiwi teams from playing in the, uh, the way that they're playing. You matched them physically. You matched them up front, the set piece. And then they've got the, the players capable. I think the centre Pernice, uh, he was outstanding. Mate, he was so, so good. That first try, 
step step offload through the thing and hit up uh, hooked up the winger for his the first try. Um, oh no, that was the second try. The first try was to the other uh, the other side of the wing when Jake Gordon just got some good front football. I think the Waratahs uh, to hold the Crusaders seventeen nil in the first half, mm. mate. That just that's it in a nutshell right there. 17-0 going into halftime. No team's done that for a very, very long time, so I think it's that one. Louis, some well toxic defence in the first half from uh, the Crusaders, though. Mm-hmm. Like, some really, really bad defence. And it kind of leads me to where I want to go with you, Izzy. Before you head off today for Arlo's first day at school, very exciting for everyone. Um, well, like... How do the Crusaders? Joe said be positive and you know just try and give pump the team back up. You the confidence, but you and me have talked about this all year. Fundamentally, there is like this lag in the Crusaders, this lack of zest, and on defense in the first half. It was the most kind of lethargic they have looked since I will say it, the Todd Blackadder era, where it was it was like hitting your head against a wall. Sometimes it was like, oh, the boys just don't really look up for it tonight, and I haven't seen that. So that say, says that mm. like it is an inward, it is a really inward question for Razor and the team. So how do they rebound? Um, look, Joey came on the show before and he spoke about going to the force and and over in Perth and doing one over the force. I'll I'll be honest from my experience, it is a difficult place to play. It ain't going to be easy. You saw the Blues and how they struggled. Against the force, only just getting over the top, mate. I've lost games here for the for the Crusaders. We had a strong side, fully strength side. We've gone over against, um, you know, not a superstar stack side with the force, but they've done one over us. So this week, yes, there'll be a lot of edge. It ain't hard to get edge when you're coming off a loss, but they'll know the expectations that they're up against. It ain't going to be easy against the Western Force. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, for the Crusaders, yeah, they did look tired. I felt, um, particularly the players. I felt like Will and Davey probably just looked a little bit lethargic and they've just come off a week off. And, um, you know, just maybe they kind of were still in that holiday mode. I don't know. But I just, like, particularly with Will, there was opportunities. That was his probably quietest game he's had in the red jersey, I felt. There was opportunities where he could have held the ball, had a crack, he was passing it. So he was he was lacking a little bit of confidence his first instinct's always to run, and, and every time he runs, he breaks open the line, he can create things out of nothing. Uh, so i just seen him passing the ball and trying to look for others to do do the job. So, yeah, I just felt like when I spoke to Joey, I, was, I felt like our, our boys are probably just lacking a little bit of confidence, just a little bit of indecision, uh, and that is affecting their style of play and, and making those good decisions. Uh, yeah, fundamental areas. Catch, pass, balls to the ground. The only uh, one that really impressed me was Severi Reese. He was so busy, and mm-hmm. you, you can see it in his game. He is everywhere, everywhere on the park, Severi Reese. So he wants it. He's hungry. But um, others, yeah, probably just a little bit off, I felt. Yeah, love it, is he? 0800 150 811. Give us a call. And is there something you saw throughout across the board with all of the teams that you can kind of circle and put a ring over that means that, you know, there is something similar? There's a similarity across all the teams mm-hmm. that they struggle with. Kempi thinks it's physicality and it's a style of play. Gig, I hope that answered your question there from Izzy about the Crusaders. You've pretty much asked the same thing as me. If they haven't found their rhythm, how do you think they'll find it? After this, it's your calls. 0800 150 811. All things Super Rugby on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are quarter to eight this morning. Izzy's with us for a little bit longer before he heads off to school with Arlo. Dave on 0800 Palmy is heating up. What have you got for us on Super Rugby, mate? 
G'day guys. Hey, look, it was super rugby. You know, a couple of years ago, we used to have X-Factor players. We've got maybe Artie, Geordie, Will Jordan, you know, a couple others. We used to have, you know, seven or eight through the spine. And when those guys went off, you know, Carter goes off, Brody comes on. Uh, Mialamo goes off, uh, Colsey comes on. It's just not like that. Uh, Canterbury's lost their aura. Is it the players or the coach? Mm. You know, for the first time, you've got to look at the coach too. He's never, ever been questioned. Mm. But, um, yeah, the Waratahs, <laughs> a few years ago, we used to say, right, we'll send our teams over there and make Australia better. We've done it. We've, we've, we've completed mm. the mission because they are kicking our, our butts. Um, yeah, Waratahs was the best performance, apart from Thursday night Kempe. The Broncos weren't too bad either. Um, you know, <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. And I joked the other week, Izzy, but super rugby mediocrity. It's down there, big time. <laughs> and Louis, it is, it is. Moana, the 10, he was the super player. I think he got confused with the uh, 10 saddlecloth. It was the horse, not, not the rugby player. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> hey, Dave, <laughs> Dave, before you go, have you got anything at yep. Motu Karara, mate? <laughs> no, mate. Honey, I had the worst weekend ever, is he? And if you took the underdogs all weekend, oh, what a shocker. Oh. And then yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw it, that in, you know, I'm a Kane supporter, but that, um, that, that go for the ball, you know, Izzy, you've got those where you tip the ball up, it goes forward and you catch it again. <laughs> we got yeah. robbed again. <laughs> robbed again. He, he would have caught that ball, gone the end of the, the, end of the field and scored. Absolutely oh, robbed. Take your, patch, take your patch off, Dave. You're a bit like me. You're one-eyed. As they come, mate. Nah, I appreciate your call. I think you're right on the money, mate. We've lost a lot of superstars. Uh, I've spoke about it on the air as well. I think, Louis, we had it so good. You never want to refer back to the day. Thanks very much for your call. Give us a call, 0800 150 811, reacting to the weekend sport. But we had it so good for so, so long. Now is this, is this a little, you know, we've spoken about the Warriors and the pathways for the Warriors and the depth we've had and for New Zealand rugby. Do you reckon we're coming into a little... Patch where we potentially don't have the depth coming through the schools. The, MP. Yeah, as he looked at the um, the similarities between the kangaroos and the and the All Blacks are, are massive. You know what I mean? Like unbeatable. They go out and play. They've always got superstars coming through. You have a look at the name players that they got. One one stage here, arguably they had four immortals playing in Cronk, um, Thurston. Smith and Slater, you know what I mean? So the All Blacks are the same with Richie McCaw, Dan Carter, yourself, you know, um, Kevin Mialamu. The, and I think what they're going... I think what they're... Nonu. I think what they're going through at the moment is they're going through just um, an identity uh, issue as in the, in the changing of the coaches. Because if you look at the coaching structure, you went from Graham Henry to Shag, to Shag to Foster over, what's that, 12 years? Did you say that 12 years? Mm. Okay, it's three World Cups. Nothing's really changed in that area. Mm. And I think what's happened is that that philosophy has been, is basically hasn't happened overnight. It's taken them 12 years to work it out, and the rest of the world have, have worked it out. And we're still stuck in that that ancient 12-year um, period. Mm. You know what I mean? So, it'll, mate, it'll change. I, I, I look at some of the players that are playing at the moment, you know, what I hate to think is that the All Blacks are picking players based on statistics. 
Remember when that came in? Mm. Like you had to, you had to be such a height to catch a high ball. You had to have so many carries. You had to be able to do blah 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 based on a statistic. Sometimes, like mm. I was just alluding to Dave Rene, is you pick a side that can out physical a side, and and it, mm. sometimes it doesn't matter if that kid makes an error because what they bring to the game is that is that. Um, I guess that identity that says, "Look, I'm going to toughen up here. Yeah, I might not be the best player in the world, but you know, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to smack you for 80 minutes." And I and I think we mm. need to go back to a little bit about that because at the moment we're saying, "Well, who's the best number seven based on statistics?" Mm. Like, just pick the best number seven. You know, who's the best fullback based on on size and statistics? Like, just pick pick the best fullback. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's yep. really interesting. I thought, you know, after the weekend, I think it, for me, it really cemented where we were thinking about the 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 All Blacks. And I, to be honest, I'm a little bit worried. Mm. I'm going to tell you a story about <clears throat> my situation with that Kempe and, and the current situation with probably with the All Blacks and some of the All Blacks players that have been in there for a long time. You know, when I was playing uh, back in you know 2013, 2012, 2014. And I was struggling. I was struggling to find some form for in Super Rugby. I was, I was, you know, confidence was at all time low. Um, you know, like I, I was, you know, down in the dumps and things like that. And then I'd, I'd get selected for the for the ABs. And um, you know, everyone would be asking questions: Why is he playing there? Why is he playing there? And <clears throat> and then Shag would come out. Well, look, Super Rugby, Super Rugby. Test level is a different level. Every time as he's come back into the fold and played in the, in the jersey, in the black jersey, he's always fronted. I can't control what he's doing back in there. So what I'm trying to showcase here is, is a lot of these players potentially probably been playing poor in the Super Rugby and probably not finding their feet and not showcasing you know, world-class attributes. You look at Richie McCall when he played for the Crusaders. He wasn't, <clears throat> he wasn't the Richie McCall when he's wearing the black jersey. Let's all be honest. He's, he's now that here. He was at the Crusaders. He, was, he, was pretty, like, he wasn't outstanding. He wasn't the physical presence that he is when he wears that jersey. So that's kind of the picture I'm learning to. These players, when they're playing Super Rugby, are probably struggling. When they get in their black jersey, it's a whole kettle of fish. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of... Lot of um, what, what I'm, so, what I'm this, sort of... A little bit lost, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, I, 100%. Hmm. But I don't think you can pick yeah. eight players out of form for the All Blacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. picking one or two and saying they'll make the step up. Of course you do. You you, you rely on those players because yep. you know that they've been there and done that before. I'm sort of what I'm sort of saying is that in the past, I don't know if it's been twelve years, but the Graham Henry Shag Foster era is is the we're stuck. You know what I mean? Mm. You're losing coaches. You're losing Rennie. You're losing Smith. So I think mm. those blokes there, um, maybe we need a change at the at the coaching helm. Maybe we need a freshener. The biggest, I was there with Ted, I was there with the transition with um, with uh, Hanson. So the one thing I saw was Graham Henry, he had his certain style of play. When Shag came in, when Steve Hanson came in, he innovated. He brought some new ideas. He he revitalised. He actually pumped a bit of life back into the team. He brought a whole different style of rugby. Now we've gone from Steve to, to Fozzie. They haven't changed that transition. Yeah. And it's been stuck. And you, that's what you're nailing there is... We've gone through these transitions. The one from Graham Henry to Steve, they innovated. The one from Steve to Fozzie, they've stayed the same. And now teams have called up. Yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying, boys. And I, I think that now that osmosis is kind of seeping over New Zealand rugby and super rugby. The teams play the same. There's similar styles. And that sort of nature is creeping across it all. And that's what you're getting at, Kempi. And I hear, Izzy, you've got to go, mate. We've got to go. How are the nerves very quickly? 
Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'll stay here till eight o'clock and then I'll, I'll go. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll wrap up. I'll All wrap right. up there. Love it. Okay. Back soon to wrap <laughs> up there. That's Super Rugby 101. We've gone in depth there. If you missed any of it, head to Baz Nizzy for breakfast on our podcast channels. Lots of passion, uh, lots of question marks after the weekend of rugby. Back soon to wrap up there. Morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SCNZ. Coming up to eight o'clock. I'm about to shoot off. It's Arlo's first day of school. Wow, it's a big day in the Dag household. He's five years of age, and I've had a great morning with the team here on Baz and Izzy. Kempi and Louie doing a great job. Joe, mate, running the cutter in the kitchen by himself, back and forth to the phone line. Doing awesome, brother. Keep it up. Uh, we've got a few texts on the text machine that we're going to get to after 8 o'clock. But coming up, we're going to rip into some Warriors chat. Thank you for calling us on the show and, and giving us all your calls on the Super Rugby. What's happening to the Crusaders? Woo! And they bounce back this week. We'll rip into it more later in the week. But coming up, we're going to talk to Ruben Wiki, Warriors and Canberra legend. He's an absolute champion. Looking forward to listening to that, Uncle. Have a good day. I'll be back tomorrow. Take care. I'm off to track down a McCafe coffee. I need it. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. My haere mai as our borders reach the next stage of reopening. Today's the first day fully vaxxed travellers from those countries can touch down in New Zealand. And as our international borders and restrictions loosen, Air New Zealand and the government have partnered up to trial a new COVID testing solution. It uses LAMP Tech, potentially combining the speed of rapid antigen testing with the accuracy of PCRs. Associate COVID-19 Response Minister Dr Yusha Verrill says the tests are easy to use and there'd be wide benefits, including self-test options with quick results for travellers. Listen online anytime, scnzradio.nz. Baz and Izzy, powered by Kubota and its range of construction, agriculture and implement machinery. Catch the best of live racing. Download the TAB app today. To football, Everton's left Chelsea fans in shock after taking a 1-0 win and dodging relegation. And the Giz has extended his lead in the Aussie supercars after taking two wins over the weekend in Perth. His, loud, his lead is now an impressive 164 points. More inside 30 or as the news happens on SENZ. Everything that's happening in sport, SENZradio.nz. Fuchs Lubricants, German technology that pays back. For the north of the North Island, a couple of isolated showers, but mainly fine for the top half of the country. To the south, cloud and showers, and on the Rainbird rain gauge, 7% precipitation forecast for Canterbury, Otago, Southland, mainly fine. Tonight, we bring you live action from the NBL, Melbourne United taking on the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Join us for full coverage from 9pm on SENZ. <laughs> Spoil mum this Mother's Day. Find Kylie Minogue darling 75 mil, 29.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ.
Four minutes past eight, there's an Izzy for breakfast. Uh, Izzy shot off for Arlo's first day at a hooker primary school. Good luck to all the dags. And uh, remember that wise, wise text, Daisy and Izzy. If you cry, they'll cry. So just let them go, turn around and walk away. That was from our text to last week on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And your texts have been awesome this morning. Ruben Wiki not far away to talk all things NRL and Oh, what the great man's up to. Looking forward to catching up with Rubes Kempe. He'll be on fire, no doubt. Yeah, no, he will be. He's uh, Obviously, he doesn't need too much introduction, but uh, absolute legend of the game, so looking forward to that. Bingo. Uh, here's a great text. Morning. You only need to go back to last year's NPC and watch Taranaki play to see what innovation looks like. A team that ran it from everywhere, led by a coach that was sick of boring shapes. He had been coaching in Super Rugby for years. That's from Joe. Joe, great point. And, you know, the further you get back away from that top, what Kempe's talking about, that same pattern that's been descended on it, on the game, the further you're going to, and more likely you're going to get for it to innovation. So that's a really good pickup from Joe. Well, it is, mate. And, and, you know, refer to the NRL, lead runners, sweep runners, the shape of every NRL team is exactly the same. So innovation isn't that difficult. No, it take, but it takes a little bit of bravery. Uh, guys, we don't want to start playing robotic rugby like England and Sarries. The big wake-up will be in July. If the Irish bring their top team, we will get found out. Then we'll panic and it'll be too late to change for the Rugby World Cup. France, Ireland, and South Africa are your light years ahead of us. That's from Dave. The only thing worse... Well, actually... I was going to say the only thing worse that would be just doing this over and over would be to panic, but maybe we're going to have to panic at some stage. Well, no, no. The the answer to that is who cares? Just win, right? <laughs> if it's robotic, who cares? Now, pe- people aren't people aren't going to remember the game. They're going to remember the win because I tell you what, they will remember is the losses. Yep, no, that's true. Uh, uh, especially New Zealand rugby fans, we are the most kind of ruthlessly competitive and demanding fan base. Uh, two clear, clear forward passes in the first draw try. Am I the only one that saw that? No, you're the only Highlanders supporter that saw it. <laughs> I mean, that's from Phil, and Phil, I, I hear you. You're almost like Dave, the Hurricanes fan, that was convinced that I think it was Rayasi was going to go 100 metres when he clearly knocked the ball about a metre forward in the air, then flopped like Matt Lodge when he got hit with it. That's um, a, and that's okay. That's, you know, that's your team, they're supporting. Look, I thought the Drua were outstanding, that game in Suva. Like, I, I was watching it in between other games, and, uh, you know, it's good to see Aaron Smith getting the Highlanders up because they needed that. Yeah, they did need that, absolutely. Hey, um, we're going to talk to Ruben Wiki in a bit, and we're going to talk all about the Warriors-Canberra game. There's a couple of things I'd like to point out. I want to play this audio of Nathan Brown talking about the game and how he actually thought of it, just to lay the context, what he thought of it as the coach, one of the coaches involved in the game. If you watched it, you'll understand how it was not necessarily the perfect representation of what top flight NRL can look like. This is Nathan Brown and what he had to say. You know, the last second half last week obviously wasn't a great night for anyone who's got any to do with the Warriors, whether you're a coach, player, fan, administrator, whatever, you'd, whatever it is, you know, it was a bad period. And and then uh, obviously the very short turnaround. Um, and obviously we didn't play so great today, but in the second half it, we showed a bit of fight and resilience, you know, so at the end of the day our goal on D sort of I suppose in that second half we didn't allow them to score in the second half, so ultimately I suppose that's what helped us win. Um, but just, you know, it wasn't obviously a great game of footy and, and you got a feel for the other mob. You know, they've gone through a tough time with a period of losses and, and you know, Stick's a friend of mine, he's a good fellow, so I certainly feel for him a bit, you know, it's a tough game sometimes. 
So you don't necessarily hear Nathan Brown jumping out of his skin after that win with the Warriors against the Raiders on Saturday night. Uh, Ricky Stewart on the other end of things, probably a little bit less patient with his answer about the game. I'm glad they were as bad as us. Uh, and it was, it was that type of game, Louis. Look, I, th- I just want to touch on a couple of things. If you're back in the competition this year, you'd, you'd go no worse than picking a Penrith and Melbourne final, okay? And I'll and I'll tell you why. Because on the on the point that Brownie makes in and around um, the spine, have a have a listen to this. Edwards, Lawai, Cleary, Curacao, all right, uh, all play for New South Wales. Pepperhouse and Munster, Hughes, Harry Grant. Either play for New South Wales, Queensland, or New Zealand, and we've got Walsh, CHT, Johnson, and Egan. That's the problem, and and that's the problem for most teams. When you're analysing sides, if your spine isn't up to it, um, well, you're going to be pushing the proverbial uphill. But if you have a look at the rest of the team, for the Warriors, the key is the spine. It's not for the other two. Okay, when you're looking at Penrith and Melbourne, the key for Melbourne is their middle, but have a listen to this. Asifa Solomona, Jesse Bromwich and Brandon Smith all play for New Zealand. And you throw the sprinkling of Australians around them. If they can show up, then the rest of the spine have a field day. But for Penrith, they have one key and it's called Isaiah, Isaiah Yell. Now, he's out of the middle who play 13s is the prototype that most teams are going for at the moment. He's a ball playing 13 and he links the spine. All right, And if Penrith get it right, generally it's because of Isaiah Yell. Not their spine, not their middle. Whereas the other way around for Melbourne, if their middle doesn't go well, then their spine tends to go to sleep. Now if you have a look at our edges, we've got Aiken and Surinan. Now, Does that seem to shiver up your spine? If you have a look at Penrith and Melbourne, they've got Bromwich and Confuci who both play for New Zealand and Australia, and Kikau and Martin play for New South Wales, and the other one would play for any team you picked in the world because you'd be the first bloke I'd sign. So I think when you listen to Brownie talk, Brownie makes a really good point. Um, when you're analysing the sides, you're generally analysing your nine, your seven, your six, and your one first up. But with Penrith and Melbourne, They've got it across the board. Yeah, love it, Kimpy, and you're right. It is what Nathan Brown alluded to, and for his position, oh, have a listen to this. How badly does he want a reliable spine? Um, what's our best combination? That I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure. We've got a few boys coming next year as well. Young fellow from Cronulla, Matt Calf, and signed a you know, good young fellow from the Roosters, a good young half too. So, you know, it's, uh, there's... There, um, Difficult, you know, the, the 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 best teams. You watch the two top teams at the moment. Clearly, the two best teams in the competition at the moment are uh, Melbourne and and um, Penrith. And have a look at their halves and their fullbacks and their hookers. You know, you got it. You get that right, it makes you know, it helps coaches look okay. It looks like you know what you're doing a bit, doesn't it? That's the reality of it. You know, the the Parramatta's, you know, Parramatta's got the fullback, the half, the five eight and hooker going really well. They're probably at the moment they'd probably be the third pick at the moment for me. You know, when I'm watching the footy, in my opinion, you know, people might disagree with me, but you know, you, you need to get those positions right and you get them right and have some competition. Then it's it's great for your football club. So that's Nathan Brown in the post-match press conference responding to a question about what Dejan Arcee does now for his halves combinations. And Dejan Arcee was a guy we knew very little about. On Friday, we asked Brandy Alexander if he knew much about him, and he just kind of had the, the rap sheet that we all had on him. 
he came out and made a statement. You kind of would be thinking now that Nathan Brown's, oh, you know, this is an issue. What are you going to do? What are you going to pick? But he didn't necessarily sound filled with confidence about what he was going to do and who he was going to pick, did he? No, and they're, and they're signing halfbacks left, right and centre. They're signing the young kid from Sydney City. I've got the boy from Cronulla coming. You know, you still got Cody. You don't know what you're doing with CHT. And you've got Sean Johnson. Does he retire before the end's out? Um, it's not ideal. And Reese Walsh, we you know we touched on that, maybe going to the Dolphins. So it's a it's a really tough one for Brownie because what he was saying in that Louis was um, I need a spine. Help! I need a spine. Like like Cameron, listen, I'm not going to because he's 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 named it. He's gone. You you look at the other two, Penrith and Melbourne. Yeah, you know, this is what they've got, and and the third team is Parramatta. I guarantee he would have named the fourth team. He knows exactly where his his side sits in the competition. And um, the problem that we all have is that there isn't enough of them going around. There's a reason why below the top four that the halves and the spines start to get a little bit scratchy. Well, Kempi, we spoke to Cameron George after you ran into Mark Robertson, the owner of the team. We spoke to Cameron George, and he said that there is a big signing coming. And that signing cannot be the back row from Newcastle. Um, Mitchell, name escaping me. Barnett. Barnett. It has to be, and you would assume that it's got to be someone, a member of that spine, because it was, he said, you said nine, and he said maybe upside down. So we're waiting for a standoff. I wonder if they're now really wary about this Reese Walsh news, when it's going to break, and it's trying to be like, okay, well, let's make sure we have something to kind of remedy this with, because it's going to be tough to watch. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150811. That's the Kennard's higher phone line, or the Temper Bed Post text machine. Warriors got the eight points. It wasn't Canberra. It wasn't Canberra's eight. Uh, Warriors got the points all the way from home. It will just be a win in five years. There we go. Um, that's from Kevin in Tetarangi. Ironically, Lodge was defending his high shots in the opening exchanges of the game and nothing to worry about, and his penalty was just a glancing blow. Take the win all day, Warriors all day from Roger. And this one, surely Ricky Stewart has to make changes for the next game, doesn't he? Raiders scoring zero in the second half. Craig, Raiders supporter. Craig? Yes. Yeah, obviously is the imperative word there. It is quarter past eight this morning. We're here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll be back to carry on this conversation about where the Warriors can go. And genuinely, what did you make of the game? Like, I know I know you want to be glass half full and good, do that. But also, let's not be deluded about what this means for the Warriors season. And I think probably quite little apart from the actual points on the board. What do you think? Give us a call. It's 19 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. Bears, of course, over in the IPL Kolkata have a game very shortly. Izzy's shot off because it's Arlo's first day at school. Very exciting for the Dags. Kempi and myself, Louis, here. And we are joined by, well, he's a, a legend, really, isn't he, of the back fence. Always running hard and true. As big and scary and strong as they come, it's Ruben Wiki on the line. Morena, Ruben, how are you, man? I don't know about big and scary, but uh, anyway, Morena, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, good, Ruben. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for interrupting your shower this morning, mate. Thanks for <laughs> thanks thanks for joining uh, us, mate. I see you. Hey, who's it? I see, I see, I see you still pumping out the ultimate ultimate athlete on the weekend. What was that for? You and your daughter? Oh, it was a uh, mini CrossFit Games, but out, out south, uh, we usually try to enter our, our members into these games, and um, my my daughter and I just got back from a little decoy around the Mutu with the uh, Warriors Community Foundation and came back and just jumped straight in it. 
Yeah, no problem. Did you did you did you lead it? Did you lead it? I see. I see you um, got no problem still lifting plenty of weight. Gee, and your daughter look look pretty strong too. What's what's she um, what's she doing these days? Is that is that what she's looking at? CrossFit. Well, it's a bit of a mixture, bro. She's uh, just um, come over to the light and started playing rugby league. So she's come from the, <laughs> so she's come from the background of swimming, uh, sevens rugby, tag. So she wanted to um, just try the rugby league, and she did well. She played for the Rewa Marlins under Rusty Matua and had a good season. So hopefully she's trying to push for a, you know, a good season this year. A World Cup, a World Cup spot. You know all about that. Hey, the game on the weekend, did you get to see it? Canberra versus the Warriors? Uh, I saw the highlights, bro, because I was uh, getting ready for my comp. But um, the uh, yeah, it was a funny game because the Raiders were really leading by a few tries and the Warriors came back and old SJ hit it over the old... Oh, go for go for us, bro. So I was I was in, I was in two camps, bro. You know me. Yeah, I, I was know. In two camps. Either, either way, I'm gonna win. <laughs> yeah, and just take us back. Just take us, you know, in your in your days, Rube. What what the Canberra the Warriors game sort of means? Because we've had so many close games with them. You know, that time we come down and when I was coaching, mm. you beat us with you know Shavosky kicks that field goal, and then you come for your first yeah. home game before you sign for them the following year. What? What is it about those Canberra Raiders games uh, and the Warrior games? Uh, I think it's just the, um, you know, we had a few Kiwi boys in the Raiders and uh, every time we play the Warriors, um, brings the best out of them anyway. So, and probably vice versa for the boys who are playing for the Raiders. So, um, they're always trying to gang up on me. So, it's uh, me against the whole team. But it's... uh, a good good contest, and it brings up the, you know the best. We've had some great battles over the years, and you know there was another one on the weekend with the Warriors getting over the you know over the uh, over the line with a one point. So it's just great spectacle for the uh, you know the fans and um, and the history that the Raiders and Warriors have going hey, back to the nineties. Hey, Ruben, both coaches Ricky yeah. Stewart and Nathan Brown were. Um... Like quite despondent, even though Nathan Brown's day. I mean, he was just really grateful they got the win, but they were both pretty despondent afterwards. Like, you, you really get the feeling they're not getting what they want out of their team at the moment, and that might be from an attitude perspective or whatever it is. Is there something that you know, like when you look at a modern footballer nowadays, is it? Do you think they all go out there and they do all give it a hundred every time for the people next to them? Do you kind of see that? And is it is it always been like that, or have things changed with the modern footballer? Do you think? Ooh, well, you know, I know, know the 90s, <laughs> you don't pull your weight, you're going to get a hiding. But, um, <laughs> but I think uh, it's just, you know, different generations. But I think, um, you know, these, these athletes now, the game's getting a lot quicker. Uh, they're speeding, you know, definitely speeding up the game. And, um, you know, I, I feel for the coaches because they're not getting the results they're after, you know, and Kitty can probably vouch for this, you know, that, the coach can only give so much, and it's uh, up to the guys on the uh, on the field to you know portray what they've worked for for the whole week, you know. But um, things certain individuals probably probably had lapses in concentration, and and then uh, it's it kind of it's a ripple effect, you know, and it um, doesn't agree with the other other teammates. So you have, you have to be on the same par week in week out, and when a few are off. Um, yeah, big scores get uh, put on put on the teams. 
Hey, Rubes, you you know this only too well, and I've witnessed it. You know when you when you you're demanding so much from your from your teammates, and you're leading from the front. And I remember that night Manu had a, a bit of a shocker, and you you just grabbed him, put him under your wing for the week, and and pulled him back into line. With Kossi and the week that he had last week, with some of the players and the Warriors at the moment, do you think that there is that support and attitude to take those young players forward? Well, I hope so, bro. But, you know, there's wellness officers in each each camp now. So, you know, players are having uh, games like that during the season. They need to voice it to somebody and hope, hopefully the leadership group uh, are taking them aside and um, just, you know, talking them through it. And, it's you know, you're, you're not going to get the perfect game every every week and you're going to have some games that you, you don't want to reflect on. But you have to reflect on it and see... What, you know, we went wrong and fixed the problem so it doesn't happen again. So hopefully for Kossi's, um, um, you know, to get him back back into the team, he works on those uh, on those little things, you know, little lapses in concentration and just those 1% efforts. So hopefully the senior boys, or, you know, Stacey's there, so he's been there, done that, so he hopefully can um, get his confidence up again and get back into the team. How hard is it to turn around moment like negative momentum, Ruben? Like, how hard is it in the middle of a season after a big loss and then another scrappy game, but you got the win? Like, you can't really mm. flick the switch. It all sounds so easy from the outside, but when you're kind of in that environment and it's just not going that well, and everybody knows it's not going that well, like, how hard is it to turn that around? Oh man, I, I, I think for me, it's up to every individual to play their part, you know, and dissect the game down and. W- work on what they need to work on and to um, just prep as best as you can for the, the week after, you know, and, and a lot of teams are going through it, you know, the Raiders are going through it and, uh, you know, the Tigers and the Bulldogs and they've turned, you know, flip, flipped the, the switch and they're, they're getting some, some wins together. But they, you know, collectively they have to, you know, work on their game and when they get get on the field on the weekend, they have to like gel together as a, as a as a team and just take it one set at a time and if there's an error what do they do next you know go back to uh complete the next set it's just uh yeah you just gotta stick to the game plan it's just when they try and make shit up it's simple eh? it's simple eh, rubes you're so you know you, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. Hey, Rubes, just uh, before we let you go, I want to ask this question because you've played on the edge, played with some fantastic players. You know, Mel Meninga's one of them, yeah. um, Johnny Lomax and, and Q Pongier in the middle of the park. Yeah. And you look at this Warrior, yeah. Warriors side and you see Fanua Blake and Matt, Matt Lodge and then you look at the edges. Do you think that they are um, up to, I guess, the top four to actually pushing for a final spot in that four? Well, right. Any anyone can push for the top four. I think it's. I always come back to you. Got to you. You got to have a connection, and I think uh, those boys are doing their jobs. But I, I know they can get tighter. You know, a lot lot closer and work as a unit. So um, I think working out their strengths and weaknesses within the pack, and then like during the week, find what their strengths are, and like you know the back rowers working the front rowers. Know which hand do they offload with? You know which 
which foot do they step with? It's just all those little things, you know. And I think we've, we've done this back in the past, Kippy, with the with the boys, and it just made made us uh, more tidy, you know. And mm. uh, hopefully, those you know, the the pack can get closer and um, jump on that win that we did on the weekend, and just work on those little things. And but if the forwards are not going forward, we can't can't score tries out wide. Eh? Kimpy, can you um, imagine Ruben wearing one over the schnoz and staying down? Not a mate, not a chance, <laughs> not a chance. I can, I, I, I can, I can see Ruben's putting a few on a few schnozes. Don't worry about that. It's a bit, di- it's all just a bit different, isn't it, Ruben? It is, mate. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would uh, end up on the field in this era. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not big and scary. That's right. Let's get that straight. It's great to catch no. up. Awesome to have you on the show this morning, man. And yeah. um, appreciate your insight on, on you know that closeness and connection. That's yeah, such valid points. So awesome to catch up. Really appreciate taking the call. Cheers, mate. See you, Kippy. See you, boy. There you go, Ruben Wiki. Um, and like, oh, there's a, just a couple of gems in there. We'll get to after the news with Araha. A couple of gems in there. And yeah, you can tell he's watching closely enough to know exactly what's going on. And he definitely would not have stayed down. That's Ruben Wiki. Half past eight. If you missed that, head to Baznizzi for breakfast, our podcast channels, and you can tune in and catch up with what one of the great hard, well, just one of the great league forwards of all time really had to say about the Warriors and Raiders, two teams very close to his heart. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Live sport going on around the world. Thank you, Aroha. It is 27 and a half away from 9 o'clock this morning. SNZ, uh, John Rahm and a share of the lead at 16 under through 12 now over in Mexico at the PGA Tour. Steph Curry and the Warriors have gone on a little bit of a run to close the gap against Memphis in game one of their Western Conference semifinal series. It is 42-35 to Memphis. This is after Milwaukee sent Boston, well, packing on their home court in game one of their series in the East. We've got the Black Fern Sevens in the semi-final against France at quarter to nine this morning. They won their quarter-final with ease this morning over Canada. And on the LPGA Tour, Lydia Ko starts one shot back in about ten minutes' time as well behind Hannah Green, the Aussie. So a bit of Anzac action on the LPGA Tour. And a positive, unrelated sports news, Kempi. The borders have been backed open to certain tourists from different countries. We're watching that on the news this morning, so that's great for the country. Yeah, that is. I've seen uh, Kieran Foran's uh, old man there talking about opening up here in New Zealand and bringing all those people back. I think from eight, eight, was it eight other countries that have uh, opened up their borders, so expecting a big influx. The tour, tourism industry and hospitality industry will be over the moon um, hearing that the borders are open and we're getting more people in this country. Exactly, mate. They've been uh, crying out for it. All right, our choices for in poll today, well, it was all about Super Rugby because it was the best round of Super Rugby I have seen. And the, remember, the Crusaders lost, so when I say this, you know, I really mean it. This is the best round of Super Rugby I've seen in a couple of years at least. It was awesome. Scintillating, good footy. My player of the round was, and he was a beast, Vinay. Vinaya Habossi, the left winger for the draw. Mm. Man, he's a weapon. So there was so much good stuff to watch there. Our choices for in poll today. I've asked you to have your choice. Go to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast stream in the SENZ app and view Choices Flooring's online magazine with over 100 inspiring pages at choicingflooring.com while you're at it. The question was, Kempi, which Super Rugby team had the performance of the weekend? The Waratahs, the Highlanders, the Force or the Brumbies? 
I said it was the Brumbies, you said it was the Waratahs, and you would be right. Emphatic win for the Waratahs. Mm, it the was. And I think you're right too, after what we heard last year, the, I remember the comment, you know, this is the hardest competition in the world, we shouldn't have to play each other, the New Zealand rugby teams. <laughs> Come on, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you, know, that's, you don't miss much, eh? Never. You already reckon Reuben Wiki would have thought about that? Well, Reuben would have just ate that for toast. He, would, he wouldn't even put Marmite on it. It wasn't even worth putting Marmite on it, really. A couple of great morsels from Reuben Wiki. Speaking about toast, you can go to the Baz and for Breakfast podcast channel and pick that up. Connectedness, be connected. That doesn't look like the Warriors are connected. And the other thing, personal responsibility. Do your job. Let's just take it on ourselves and we'll be able to get through this. TAB.co.nz is where you go and find all your Warriors odds and markets. Paulie Mawati no doubt would have seen a flood of money come in. The back, Paul. The back. Yeah, they are back. And we took some late money on them as well. So a lot of happy punters out there after Sean John. I guess, I guess if there's one person you want taking a field goal in Golden Point, Sean Johnson's got to be right up there, surely. Wouldn't he... it be my top 20? Probably. What? What, you mean in the current, t- throughout the years or c- currently? Right now. Oh, sorry. I was thinking, well, no, I could probably name you 10 off the top of my head. I thought you were going to go down the path as, is he like one of the greatest of all time? You know, No, no, no. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, right, though. You're right, though, Paulie. You want him taking that field goal because last year in five goes, they missed every single one of them, and he's got two of them already this year. So he's, he's even those odds up. What's that, 40 you had a forty percent chance. I actually tipped it out to a mate, said it'd be a draw, not, but I tipped a Canberra kick in the field goal to win it. So um, yeah, I mate would with that win though. And what's coming up for them again on the weekend? Oh, what do you what do you reckon? It's another tough one this weekend. It, it, yeah, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of respite for the Warriors. Um, I guess we can look forward to when they return back to Mount Smart in early July when they take on the Tigers. Um, and we saw what the home crowd did for the Fijian Drua oh. against the Highlanders on the weekend. Um, I'm sure half of Auckland will be at Mount Smart that first weekend of July when the Warriors return to take on the Tigers. And they will get a lift from that, I have no doubt whatsoever. So um, I'm really looking forward to that match. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just... It's really, really tough. This is a tough competition, the NRL. We've always known that. But boy, oh boy, you, you get over one hurdle and next thing you know, you're playing the Cronulla Sharks uh, <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. It's just, it, it, it's. I guess at least it's not the Melbourne Storm again yeah. at the moment. Bang, bang and, coming off a, and coming off a loss. And so they're going to be very, very hungry. Paulie, love it, mate. You can go to tb.co.nz and you can bet live on this Golden State Warriors-Memphis-Grizzlies game. The live line, uh, the Golden State Warriors $1.85, Memphis-Grizzlies $1.87. So it's a pick em. All right, I've got to keep bouncing. tb.co.nz. Before we get off to Justin Nelson and talk some New Zealand NBL, Bruce from Christchurch on the Kennards Hire phone line. Uh, you watched the Crusaders and the Warriors this week, Bruce. Did you see any similarities? What sort of question is that? <laughs> hey, I watched them both, and I was pretty. I thought some of the tackling well, in both games were pretty average. Actually, I probably can. Were some real key players out due to injury? Okay. Or or being uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, and similarities is um, oh hell. Well, the, the... no, I won't go there. Look, the, 
here's the thing. The NRL is a, is a hell of a hard competition, and it is one of the hardest in the world. You, you're saying we bounce, they bounce back from a, from a big hiding. Well, look at the teams they were playing. Mel, Melbourne, they're on a different level. Everything in the Melbourne, Melbourne uh, uh, factory is just, it's just been going so well for years. And Canberra's, uh, you know, on the downward slide. So there's quite a difference in the, the teams they were playing. Yeah. Good on them for winning. Absolutely good on them. They, they simply need to find, find themselves, work out who they're playing for. They should be playing for themselves to start with. They should be playing for their, whoever they decide on, their team, their coach, their name, their fans. That's it. I said it last week. So we'll move on from that. The rugby, um, the super rugby, here's the thing. The New Zealand side have played six whatever rounds of almost test rugby beating no, themselves up. No, it's not test rugby, Bruce. That's I'm exact- sorry. It's not test no. rugby. Okay, I won't say test rugby, but the intensity of, the, of that first four, five, six rounds was, was quite pretty high. I mean, they were smacking the hell out of each other and... The, the New Zealand sides have started resting players. I don't, they say it's because of the all-black duties. That's bullshit. Yeah, no, I do take your point there, Bruce, but I think you kind of missed the point Kempi's making. It's not It's not that the, the, the test, the, the it's New Zealand... Far, it's far from it. it could, I mean, like it moment, couldn't be further from test rugby at the moment, and that's the, that's the worrying um, thought that um, Ian Foster has saying, how do I get them to test rugby? Yeah, and that's it, Kimpy, and you were just saying that. So, Bruce, appreciate your call, but I, I don't agree. And, and yeah, I, I love your passion, though, and I do, I do take your point on the Warriors as well. You can't compare. They bounce back, but you cannot compare that game against the Melbourne Storm to the Raiders because that would be comparing test rugby to super rugby. It is 19 away from nine. Let's come back and talk some basketball with Justin Nelson. Quarter to nine this morning. We'll catch up with Smithy very soon. I know that I've got a bumper show, then Staffy after that. But opening weekend of the NZNBL, the Sales NZNBL, and uh, one of our basketball men, Justin Nelson, used to be heavily involved with this comp, and now he's all involved with the coverage of it. He's on the line with us now. He's co-host, of course, of Hoops Heads on SENZ. Justin, we had it all, didn't we? We had blowouts, we had close games, we had athletic highlights, we had guys shooting the lights out. How good was the first round, in your opinion? Yeah, good morning, guys. It was great. A fantastic start for the season. And uh, the best is yet to come. Up to 20 players to come into the country this week as the borders open. So look out for some very, very big, exciting players heading into round two. It's going to be great. Hey, Justin, are you happy with how the districts have got behind it? And, and you're happy with the support that's got out there to watch it? I've been watching it on Sky. I've quite enjoyed it. Yeah, look, it's been terrific. If you look at the numbers pre-COVID uh, 2019 to 2021, last season, the live crowds in stadiums increased by 62%. And from what we've seen already uh, in the opening round, that's going up again. It's been uh, it's been a terrific start. The, the fans are definitely getting out for it. Actually, that's a kind of an interesting point around... We know that uh, the participation rate in numbers of people, kids playing basketball, has gone exponentially boom over the last decade or so. Do you think that eventually they become consumers then? So the ones that don't crack on to make the top flight of the... Or they're not playing on the court, do they hang around and still passionately support the sport and turn up into those stands? 
oh, look, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, those kids have aspirations to, to play and make it themselves. And if you look at the Australian NBL, uh, no single league anywhere around the world supplies more players into the Australian NBL than what we do here in New Zealand. 20 players in the current ANBL season have come through the Cells NBL. So the aspirations of the kids, uh, they do either become the players on the court or the consumers off the court, no question. So with the 20 players coming back that we're talking about, obviously through the through the um, the, comp, the professional competition that's just finished, which, after you've watched the last couple of weeks, which teams are going to benefit the most? Oh, look, it's a great question. I actually think the Nuggets, you know, who do go home after round one, zip and two, but they have got some serious firepower coming into their team uh, this week. Taj McCall finished his ANBL season with Cairns with a 42-point 10-assist game. I think he had five steals as well. He rolls out for the Nuggets this week. He is serious class. I can't wait to see him uh, in action on Saturday. Oh, you've picked your audience well, Justin. We were a little bit shaky on the Nuggets, but we knew that they were going to take a while to ease into their season after catching up with uh, Brent earlier or later last week, mate. Who, yeah, other than the Nuggets then, that showed, have shown some upside and will get better, who kind of hit the ground running over the first weekend? Who was like, wow, they've, they've been working and they're ready to go? Yeah, look, the Sharks are top of the ladder. They they copped a very, very young Saints team. The Saints will strengthen up this week with at least three players to come in, so keep an eye out for them. Really, uh, really pleased to see what the Tuatara did first up. First game for them, Rob Lowe and Chris Johnson. What a six-foot-11 tandem those two are, and they had a big win over the years. The Bulls on the road against the Hawks, the two all-Kiwi teams this season, the Bulls getting that win narrowly on the road, I thought was great. They got up 74 to 70. They may be a team to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. And and they I know that they've got some great young outside perimeter talent as well. How good is it from a again a kind of a consumer perspective? Well, and actually to get the league some momentum, that this has coincided obviously the NBA playoffs uh, into the conference semifinals. So with the NBL finals ongoing, uh, the NBA finals ongoing and the launch of the NZNBL, have you noticed there's just been a real big surge in kind of hoops chatter at the moment? Oh, it's a smorgasbord. I mean, people are talking about it around the water cooler at work and the schoolyard. The kids are taking their basketballs to school and, uh, you know, getting out on court at, uh, at lunchtime and having some fun. It's, it's a real buzz in the game right now, as you said, with all of that happening at the same time. And, you know, our season here has just tipped off. We progress over the next four months uh, with about 128 games, men and women. So there's a lot of hoops coming your way, and there's no doubt the fans are lapping it up right now. Yeah, good time to be listening to Hoops Heads. Uh, Justin, appreciate your chat today, mate. Uh, I really love it, and I, I was very buoyed watching the opening weekend. So we're following along with the sales NBL, NZNBL with uh, great interest, mate. Appreciate your time. Hey, cheers, guys. Good chat. There you go, Justin Nelson uh, on the line as the Blackfern Sevens are underway in their semi-final over in the Canada stop of the Sevens Tour against France. They're looking dangerous right off the outset. Kempi, some text to finish with before we get to Smithy. Morning, lads. What difference would the make a week makes for the Warriors? Admittedly, once the final whistleblow, I sat there and thought, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah, so, same. <laughs> but we got to win. I'm happy with that. It's our second rose, Chris says. We go uh, to the ga- we go to off the same player. Need a guy who will smash people in offense and defense. Hundred percent. You and Aiken, I've said it all year. And Surinan, they are not Kikau and Martin, for instance. Totally different. Uh, morning, Kempi. The Warriors signed these young kids last year. 
and we still are yet to see them. There's some names here. We've got Zion Mauu, we've got Jacob Laban, and they were huge raps on them. Do you know where they are? We'll do a little bit of, we'll do a little bit of research there, and we'll work that out. Uh, we'll come back to that one tomorrow. Here's one. Gary didn't quite agree with what Bruce was saying. G'day, boys. The Storm don't have a factory of players, as the previous caller said. Storm take players who are struggling and get them to turn into champions very quickly. Unfortunately, the Buddy Warriors do the opposite, and co- and the coaches do too, I think. Well, they, the difference between the Warriors and, for me, the Warriors and the Storm is that the, um, the Storm are a development club. They develop players into a very strong system and know how to replace players that are going out that people thought, thought they'd never replace. You just have to look at Munster Hughes, um, Peppenhausen, and you've got Brandon Smith or uh, the other hooker there, and they've replaced Cameron Smith, Slade and Cronk. Last one, Jamie. And I know the answer to this, Jamie. Uh, Tamati Martin was back in New Zealand, Kempe. Do you think he would have been a good pickup for the Warriors? 100%. How to be not notice him? So. 100%. You we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, chasing players, and we had one, had one in our backyard. Very, very disappointing. Up after this, it is Smithy to sleep on it ahead of his show uh, from 9 o'clock this morning. Been great. You've been great on double eight, double three. The Temper Bed Post text machine's been on fire. Appreciate it as always. Seven away from nine. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after 10 30 a.m. for a limited time only.